In this episode, I look at whether or not I accomplished any of the goals I set out at my last birthday since I just turned 31. Without further ado, this is episode four, Getting Better with Age. happiest birthday I ever had I think I was about seven or eight years old and I was really excited because my grandmother and mom got together and they decided to have my birthday at McDonald's and I was so happy and I know I'm dating myself with that reference because some of you guys may not be aware but Having a birthday party at McDonald's used to be a big thing back in the day. They had a, and I think some McDonald's still have this. They had like a playpen area. I think this particular McDonald's, they had the playpen. It was kind of inside the store. It's kind of weird having a playpen at a fast food restaurant if you think about it. But basically, it was a, the setup was basically like an off-brand Chuck E. Cheese, basically. So they had a playpen area and we got Happy Meals and my friends were there. As in my friends, I mean my brothers and sister and some kids from church because I really didn't have any friends growing up. Who needs friends anyway, right? <laughs> but uh, well, no, it was it was so much fun. I really, really had a great time. It's weird how some memories stand out. Some things you never forget. I don't remember what I was doing the day before, you know, my birthday when I was seven or eight years old. I don't remember what I did after that day. But that day, for some reason, my memory said, hey, hold on to this. This is important. I think that's normal. I tend to or I guess we tend to I remember things that are particularly a happy occasion for us. or maybe a sad occasion or an embarrassing occasion. So those things tend to stand out. Now I typically on my birthdays, I really don't have that type of reaction. Now on my birthdays, which today's my birthday, I am the young age of 31 years old. It's weird. The older I get, the younger these numbers sound to me. I hear 31. That doesn't sound old. It sounds young. When I was 20 and I heard 30, 30 sounded like, man, that's getting kind of up there. But it doesn't feel like that anymore. So I imagine when I turn 40 and 50 and 60, I'm going to be like, nah, I'm still young. Or when I turn 70 and 80, I'm like, oh, I'm still, you know, 80. I still feel, still feel like a young man. You obviously have a long way from 80, but you get my point. 
But to get back to my point, I'm typically not happy on my birthday. I'm not necessarily mad or upset. It's just for me, I use my birthdays as a day to reflect. Basically, I look back at the year, go over the goals that I set out, and I look at whether or not I accomplish any of those goals. That's just something I do. And typically when I do that, when I engage in this experience, typically I'm not satisfied. I'm I'm not content. My goal every year is to how can I exceed what I did last year? I'm pretty much at the same level or God forbid backtracking some areas. I'm very, very disappointed. So I wanted to go over my goals with you guys, basically to explain to you what I'm thinking about today. So one goal I had this past year was I wanted to manage my money better. A good friend of mine who is also my financial advisor, I'm going to have him on the podcast at some point. Really, really brilliant guy. For years, he's been trying to you know, help me sort my finances out put me on the path towards financial independence. And I know I have to be his most (laughs) difficult, frustrating client because I'm hard-headed. I'm hard-headed and my past shows that in some cases I'm not the best with money. Uh, So I imagine I frustrate him often. And sometimes we go over my spending habits and it's funny. He's like, oh, damn, you spent you spent forty dollars at Taco Bell. You, you, you can't do that. I'm like, OK, man, I'll get better. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Give me a break. OK, so no next day. Dan, you spent you spent. How'd you spend thirty dollars at McDonald's? I mean, wh- what were you doing there? Thirty dollars at McDonald's. It's like, OK, man, I'm trying. OK, I'm trying. I'm trying. But this past year, I really took to heart everything that he's been trying to do for me and the things that he was trying to instill in me. And it happened because I met somebody at the gym. Oh, FYI, I'm really into uh, working out. I train a lot. For me, it's like a, a therapy session. I get in there and, and I put in some work and I'm typically less stressed out after leaving the gym. So I was in the gym And the guy that used to own this particular gym, he trains there. He's always there. Really, really great guy. Always has the biggest smile on his face. He's so kind. And uh, I I love being around kind people, people that have good energy. I just love that because, you know, I've I've been around people that have not so good energy. And that's a you just don't want to be around that. I think energy is contagious. If you be around people with good energy, you're going to feel better. If you're around people that are, you know, negative or bad energy or jealousy or things like that, that's that's contagious. That's a no go for me. So, okay, back to the story. So I was talking to this guy, the guy who used to own the gym, and he's in his late 40s, early 50s. And we get into talking about money management, which is out of the blue. You'd be surprised if you go to the gym, you tend to, it's kind of like going to the barber shop where you end up talking about anything all the way from 
now. Is is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan versus when did God create the universe? You know, things like that. Just random uh, conversations. So we get to talk about money management and how to grow wealth. And I pretend that I know what he's talking about. And I think he could pick up that I really didn't know what I was talking about. Because we do that sometimes. You know, sometimes somebody starts talking about something that you have no idea what they're talking about. But you don't want to. I think it's ego. You don't want them to. You don't want to come out and say, hey, man or woman. I really have no knowledge in this particular topic. I'm going to nod my head in agreement with you because I don't want you to know that I don't know what I'm talking about. So I think he could tell he was very kind. And he explained to me that when he was growing up, his grandfather instilled in him the importance of saving your money, of always living below your means and, you know, not trying to keep up with the Joneses and always have the goal to be debt free because his grandfather explained it to him as freedom, financial freedom, financial independence. And it stayed with him all throughout his life. And I think I want to say he told me he was debt free by his 30s, by his early 30s, I believe. And then he got into real estate. And so now he owns he owns a few properties that he rent out. But he's basically good. Like he's set up. He has steady cash flow coming in and he doesn't have to work unless he wants to work. He can go on a vacation whenever he wants to. He's just a really, really happy guy who did it right. And that's my goal. I want to, I don't want to be wealthy because I want to show off or I want to go buy a yacht or some stupid fancy car or a G5. I always think about Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder when I hear G5. G5, G5, G5. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need the G5. I just want financial independence financial freedom just so I can enjoy life more and so I can take care of the people that mean a lot to me and you know so I can help people so he told me about a book that I think his grandfather gave him when he was I think when he turned 18 somebody gave him this book the book was called the richest man in Babylon and he suggests you know, he told me to, if I want to learn how to manage money and build wealth, I should read this book. So I did it. I got the book that day and I want to say I had it read by, it was such a captivating, interesting book. I had it, I read it. I had the whole book completed by the next day. And the book is great. Firstly, it's set in ancient times, which I love that. Not only my student of history, my undergraduate degree is in history. So I love history. So the book, the story is set in ancient Babylon, and it's about this guy. I guess he was a peasant before he became wealthy. So so this peasant, this man of humble beginnings, who through proper money management and wise investments, he's able to become the richest man in Babylon. And at some point when he gets older, he realizes that a lot of the people that he grew up with, they are not wealthy they are struggling so the king of babylon asked this guy to basically teach a course teach a seminar and in the course he basically 
the crux of the book and his argument is that every time you get paid, no matter what, if you set aside 10% of your income, of your cash flow, you put it in your savings account, eventually good things are going to happen. Because once you have enough in your savings account where you can get by, if you do not have any more cash coming in, you can then start to invest and you can seize on smart you know, financial opportunities. And so that's the crux of his book, basically. Set aside 10% every time you get paid. And to me, it was so simple. It was so easy that I didn't believe it. But then I remember my good friend, my financial advisor, that's what he's been telling me for years. Every time I tell him, like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't save money, man. I can't build wealth. I can't. It's just 10%. I can't do that. He always tells me, well, Dan, it's just 10%. You start with 10%. That's it. That's the key to towards you know, financial independence and becoming wealthy. So I told my friend about this book, my financial advisor. He said, yeah, I read the book. It's a great book. I told you so. And so we talked about it and he told me to read some other books. He told me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read that, which you know, the crux of that. I mean, he, you know, he talks about more things, but basically every time you get paid, no matter what, you, know, you get paid first, you pay yourself at least 10 percent. Then he told me to read The Millionaire Next Door, which the crux of that is to save, save, save and to live below your means. So I started to apply these principles every time I get paid, no matter what, 10 percent of my income goes straight to my savings account. I started eating out less at Taco Bell. You know, normally I go, I get five chalupas. Now I'll get four and a half chalupas. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Those chalupas supreme are really good. Tacos. and I don't know. I guess I'm low class, but I love Taco Bell. I don't care what nobody say. Now, sometimes Taco Bell don't love my stomach, but I still love Taco Bell. Uh, so anyhow, I started applying these principles. And within, I want to say, five to six weeks, I had put more money in my savings account than I had in my entire life. And I kept doing it, I kept doing it, I kept doing it. And, and my savings account kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was looking pretty good. So then COVID hit. And since I had been, you know, saving up money, it did not affect me as much as some people that didn't have any money in their savings account. And since COVID, you know, started back, since my cash flow increased, I started to, every time I get paid 10%, no matter what, sometimes I just put, I put, if I have an excess cash flow coming in, I put more than, than 10% in there. I put the entirety of whatever that particular income is. And once again, I have more in my savings account than I've ever had. All my debt is paid down except the, a doom that is my student loans <laughs> from undergrad and law school, but that's not going anywhere. But I'm in a really, really good financial position now. And I was talking to my buddy and, you know, I'm getting close to that. I'll be in a position to buy a home soon, which is, which is an awesome thought. So that's one goal I set out to do and I accomplished that. 
better with my finances. Another goal that I set out to do was I'm doing it right now. I am talking on this podcast to you guys. This Dan knows. If you ask my friends and family, I've been talking about starting a podcast for years. But I never got around to it. I kept putting it off. The thought of it intimidated me. Who's going to want to listen to me talk about random things that interest and fascinate me? Well, some people. As in some people, I mean my mom. <laughs> Who's my biggest fan? I love you, mom. But no, I wanted to start a podcast and I'm doing it. I did that. And I love that because it's always been a long term goal of mine. And I was able to knock it out uh, this past year. Another goal of mine that I accomplished was I wanted to increase my business income. And even though this past year was stressful, even before COVID, like I mostly do criminal defense work. Guys, it is, and some, and typically I represent people who can't afford attorneys. And you really, you are able to see all the flaws and the just the wrongs and ills in our society. Like you're right on the front line. It's you talking about a stressful gig. It's tough, but by doing that and handling, you know, some private cases, I had a pretty good year last year was my best year since I've been an attorney since I graduated law school years ago. So that's a goal that I set out to do that I accomplished. I increased my business, my business uh, income, my business revenue. All right. In the podcast, you guys are thinking, man, you know, Dan, you ought to be happy. You did pretty good. Okay. That's not the end of the story. Now we got to get to the things that I set out to do that I just didn't accomplish one of the things that I set out to do this past year that I have not accomplished was I wanted to oh actually you know what before we move on to the bad one more good I also wanted to get better at managing my stress level and just you know being a happier person so this past year I really got into meditation this past year and for me, it's been a godsend. It really does a lot for my happiness level, my stress level. Uh, I don't do it as much as I should, but it really helps me a lot. So that's one, other, that's one other good thing. Okay, now we can get to the bad. So let's start with one thing that I wanted to do this past year was I wanted to go to audition for film and TV shows. In case you guys haven't realized by now, I can be very dramatic at times. And I've been acting since college, uh, mostly theater. As in mostly theater, I mean all theater and local theater. I'm not talking about Broadway. But I've been in some really, really great shows with some great directors and some great actors. Uh, so I wanted to, you know, I guess transition into seeing if I can get into movies or TV shows. So I set out to do it this past year. My hometown, there is a local studio. There's an acting studio there. And I had an acting coach who this guy is terrific. He's been in movies, TV shows. Really, really great guy. Really, really great actor. So I did that. And I didn't get to the stage where I felt comfortable going to any auditions. Because 
I stopped going to my classes because my job and even though it can be very rewarding at times, especially when I help people, you know, who I'm basically the last resort, it can be a really stressful and demanding job. And it's it's tough. It's hard. So this past year, as I was trying to get into acting like film, TV shows and going to auditions, I just got too busy with work. I think where I really fell off was that I was I was going to my acting classes every week. I think I was getting better. I was building up my confidence. And then I had to get ready for a, a jury trial, a criminal trial. Really, really serious case. And it was just I couldn't I couldn't manage it all. Well, I could in hindsight, but I used that as an excuse to I told myself, OK, I'm going to take care of this thing, take care of this trial and knock out some other things at work. Then I'm going to get back to it. But I haven't. And then COVID hit and I haven't got back to it. I can't I can't allow things like that to happen going forward because things are going to happen. You have to be able to compartmentalize issues or struggles or obstacles that come in your way, but still keep pursuing your goal. So this year, I want to get back into that, get back into my acting classes. And finally, you know, 31 years old, go to audition for TV shows and films. Recently, I had something cool happen to me. I had the opportunity to do a voiceover for a commercial that if you live in this area, as in this area, I mean, Shreveport Bosch, I don't mean, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't mean my fans. In Japan, as if I have fans in Japan, unless you guys are thinking, man, the arrogance of this guy, right? <laughs> uh, but but it, but if you live locally in this area in Shreveport, Bossier, you'll to that. So I did do that. So that's one thing that I want to do as well, get into voiceover work. And hopefully I can do that even more going forward. Um, so that's one thing that I set out to do this past year that I didn't do the going to audition for TV shows and films. I need to get started on that because I'm not, even though I still feel like a young man, I guess I am a young man, quote unquote, you know, time is, uh, time is finite. So I have to get to it. One other thing that I set out to do this past year that I just didn't do was that I wanted to have my second book out by now. The first book came out 2019 and this one was supposed to and the second one in the series was supposed to be out by now now i was on the track to have it complete and out by now but i had some personal family tragedies hit and that just kind of set me back but once again that's an excuse you're always going to have obstacles you're always going to have things that can quote unquote set you back you have to be able to compartmentalize those things and keep it moving. So that's one thing that really has me frustrated. You know, the fact that my second book isn't out by now. I'm hopefully it'll, it'll be out for the next few months. Not hopefully because it's me. Like I have I have control over it. I'm not giving it up to fate or destiny, anything like that. It's me. So I just have to do it. I just have to go ahead and knock it out. One other goal that I set out to do, which is a kind of a ongoing goal every year was that it will, I guess I'm put it in context here, is really important for me to be a husband and father 
one day, the idea of having somebody that's going to love me and cherish me and vice versa for the rest of my life, I think that's that's beautiful. And also being a father, the idea of being able to raise a thoughtful, compassionate, kind, funny, creative human being, that's awesome. I haven't been able to figure those two things out yet. I thought I was on the path this past year. But due to, I guess, the tragedies that hit me, I felt like I just wasn't in a emotional position to be there for someone else like they needed me to. So I guess that kind of set me back in the romance department, so to speak. But hopefully next year we'll get back on path with that. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's where we're at. Uh, oh, I almost forgot. One last thing that I set out to do that I haven't done this past year was I wanted to put my business in a position to hire somebody on a part-time basis. And I, I had people, you know, come in and working for me a little bit, but not anything permanent. I wanted to hire somebody on a permanent part-time basis. But even though we had a good year last year, I say we as if it's more people than just me. <laughs> it's just me. Sometimes it sounds fancier when you say we, you know, somebody say, yeah, you know, my, you know, the law office of Dan Ferris, we have a amazing law practice. It's me just in there working, making it happen in those books, making calls, making deals, you know. But so if I had, you know, if we had more income coming in this past year from the business side of things, well, then we could have been in a position to hire somebody on a part time basis. But if we had devoted more time into the business, it would have taken away from the writing, the podcasting, the acting, all these other things that I'm trying to do. So I'm still trying to figure out how to because time is so finite and I feel like there's not enough time in a day for me to do all the things I want to do. So I have to figure out how to how to make that work. One other thing that probably probably the most important thing that I didn't do. This past year, come to think about it, was that I wanted to, I wanted to give back more to the community. I wanted to really make an impact. I sit on, um, I'm the president of the board for a local nonprofit, and we really do some amazing work. Our goal is to end the homeless cycle, just just end it, so we don't only provide people with shelter with food, but we also provide them with the tools to ensure that they never become homeless again and and to you know if they have kids and uh, a lot of the people that we help do have kids to ensure that these kids never become homeless in the future and i saw this movie once it's called hell or high water and in the movie the character says something that really struck me he says that and i hope i'm getting it right but he says that Poverty is a disease and it affects everyone and everything that you know. So that makes me feel good being a part of that. Very rewarding. But I think I can do more. I want to and I want to be more on, on the front line. I think I can do. I know I can do more. So I need to figure out you know, exactly what that is going to look like going forward. Not just on the local level, but also a national level, which is one of the reasons why you know, I started this podcast to provide a platform to put me in a position to really you know, change the world, to really help people. If you look at history, it's 
one way I see history is a is a tug of war between people who tend to be cold, calculating, selfish, ruthless, and those people tend to dominate everybody else versus those people who are compassionate and kind and who are saying, no, we, we can't treat people like that. We can do better than that. I think that's where I fall. So I, I want to figure out how to do more of that really, really, you know, change the world and change the community for the better. And I didn't do it as much as I wanted to this past year. So that's definitely a big, big goal. Probably the top goal of mine for this next year. So yeah, that's my year in review. Uh, reflections of Dan. Uh, hopefully next year when we do this, I can tell you guys, hey guys, all those things that we talked about last year that I wanted to do, I did all of those. And hopefully it's just going to get better and better as the years go by. Just got done listening to episode four of Dis Dan Knows. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I've already started working on episode five. Please feel free to check out some of my other work. In the meantime, my book is currently available on Amazon for purchase. It's a dark fantasy novel. It's called The Demon on My Chest Waking Up. Thank you for your support. <laughs>